It's not easy to let things go when as women we are crafted to hold on tight. Because I feel like you've been the hardest critic on yourself. And you felt like, well, why couldn't I have just made it work? Why couldn't I have just squeezed more purpose or more life out of it? Why couldn't I have squeezed it into my schedule or jam-packed it into my calendar? Why couldn't I have made it happen? And so because we feel like there's always more that we can do, like if we tried harder, if we applied more pressure, if we squeezed a little more, fought a little harder, we could have made it work. We feel like because there's always that question in our minds that we can't actually just step into the next season with freedom. This broadcast is for the one who feels like she's failed. Welcome to For The One. I'm Laura. I'm your host. And I'm just excited that you're here. <laughs> I'm excited to have the next X amount of time with you um, to just encourage your heart, to encourage you in the Lord, to maybe give you some fresh vision and hope for this season. And if you've clicked on this episode, you know that this broadcast is for the one who feels like she's failed. And it's interesting because even as I was praying through the title of this episode, Uh, I originally was thinking, oh, it's for the one who feels like a failure. But what's interesting in in many of my years of women's ministry in particular is that a lot of times women carry this caveat where they know that they themselves are not a failure. So they'll say, oh, I, I know I'm not a failure, but I feel like I failed at this thing. And so there really is is this distinction knowing that you're not a failure, but Maybe in this season, you felt like you failed for a variety of reasons. We're going to get into that, but I I just wanted to make that distinction up front because I feel like it's, it's pretty clear, especially as Christian women, where we always have that caveat of like, I know I'm not a failure, right? Like I know that I'm okay in God's eyes and I'm redeemed and there's grace, but, but yet I feel like I failed in this specific thing. And that's where I want to encourage you today so this episode is coming at the tail end. It is like the, yeah, it's like a poodle tail with a little puff at the end of it. <laughs> That's what I feel like this episode is, is that we've had this like long, uh, this long season of the summer and now we just have this final, you know, firework at the end. So I'm really excited about it. We've had the wind in your sails summer and I really felt like this summer I got the wind in my sails. I feel spiritually more alive than I've ever felt. I feel like I have clarity and I have purpose. And I pray that you have that too, that the Lord spoke to you in this, uh, in the past couple of month, months to show you, okay, this is where you're really called. This is where you're really um, invited to invest your time and your resources and your emotional bandwidth. So I'm praying that you have that and that the Lord just rocked your world this summer with who he is, with his presence, with his power, with, um, I feel like even for some of you, your prayer warriors, and that got woken up this summer. So I'm just excited. Um, yeah, to even hear the stories of how this summer impacted you and praying that you got the wind back in your sails. So first, a couple of announcements before we get into today's broadcast. 
first and foremost, we have our winners of the Wind in Your Sales Summer. So we had three winners for a little prize package of encouragement. And so our winners are, are you ready? I don't have a drum roll noise, but Anna Ward, 45, she left a beautiful comment on our review for Apple Podcast. We also have Miss for Melody. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that. I feel like there's always these really like wonderful, like witty names that I, I just butcher, you know, <laughs> so if that's supposed to be said in a better way, I'm so sorry. But Miss for Melody, um, again, another beautiful review on Apple Podcast. And then the last one was Christy Scott and she actually shared on Instagram. So I just, I love that one. I love all of you. And if you want to claim your prize, you can reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, email, uh, info at lauradudek.com and we can connect and I can get your beautiful prize pack over to you as soon as possible. And we can talk more details in the emails, DMs, whatever you prefer. So, so excited. Christy Scott, Anna Ward, and Miss Formality, um, reach out to me and claim your prize. It's so exciting. Okay. So first giveaway is done for the season and for this podcast. Second, Okay. It has been, it has been, yeah, some, some time. (laughs) I feel like we've noticed like this trend of, um, inconsistency for recording. And a lot of that honestly is because I'm just in this really crazy season over here. So we've been in the middle of daycare and childcare. Um, so I've been taking care of, of, our son. And then on top of that, I have this huge course that I've been building out um, because I'm actually traveling to Minnesota at the end of this month to teach for, a, it's called the Awaken Project, and it's a gap year program for students in Minnesota. So if they're deciding to go into seminary or ministry, what they want to do, they can go to this gap year program and get taught um, in these intensive formats for the entire year. So I am one of the teachers. I'm so excited. So I've been building out this course for that specific week um, that they can actually use for seminary credit, which is so cool. It's something I never thought I'd have the opportunity to do. And it's just so cool that God does that. Um, But I am spending most of my free time now, any you know, not with Huddy time is building out this course. So I say that because I, instead of coming on here inconsistently and you guys not knowing when I'm coming on or when I'm not, you know, when I'm gracing you with my presence, right? But um, instead of doing that, I want to take a quick sabbatical. I want to take a quick minute to breathe, to focus on this course and to give it all my bandwidth emotionally, spiritually, um, energy wise. And so because of that, we're going to officially close out season one. That's right. We're going to call this season one. We're going out with a bang and we are going to start season two on October 18th. It's a Wednesday. So that gives me just over a month to get all the things wrapped up that I need to over here to give me a little bit more emotional, spiritual time bandwidth. And I can, we can meet meet each other again on the 18th. And so because of that, right? So launching season two, I am so excited because I feel like the Lord gave me to uh, amazing projects, if you will, to switch up the podcast. So we're, it's still for the one, okay? We're, we're still going in that lane, but I have two unique ways of approaching for the one. Now, here's the first one. 
and you're not going to know the second. The second one is going to be a surprise. So I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? But the first one is I want to give you the opportunity to fill in the blank, if you will. So to create your own title. And here's why. There were, I had this vision, I guess, if you could call it that, before I did a women's event in the beginning of June. And it was a really powerful picture of all of these different women in different uniforms representing their careers or their priorities, their positions that they have in life. And as they stood up as this vast army, there was this awakening of being equipped and being encouraged specifically in their callings. And I still have so much more processing to do about it, but I really felt like the Lord wanted to encourage each one of you specifically and where God has you. And I speak, as you know, from my own story and from from where the Lord has me as a leader, a spiritual leader, as a woman of faith, as a speaker, an author, um, a, a director of a women's organization. And so I can speak from my lane, but I really felt like there was this invitation for you to kind of have, have this fill in the blank of here's where I'm at for the one and then whatever is on your heart. And in order to pray into, okay, Lord, what do you have for that woman? What do you have for that topic, for that piece that's on her heart um, in this season? So I thought it would be a fun way for you to not just, you know, give questions or to give feedback or to give topic ideas, but it's actually this title of where you're at in life. So if you want to play along with me, you can send your title to info at lauradudak.com. And you can do that anytime from now till the 1st of October. And just let me know where you're at. So if you have a, a fun couple of titles that you want to work with, it's it just pretty much falls in the for- format of for the one. And you can do whatever the Lord tells you after that. So you just submit your title to me and I'm going to pray through and figure out, okay, Lord, What are you saying to her to encourage her and where she's at and her calling and her unique walk in life and her positions that she's holding right now and the tasks that are filling her hands right now? I just want to encourage you boldly. And I felt like this was a great way, a creative way to to do that. So you can submit your titles and I'll just pray about you know, who's, who's goes when. So you can tune in and find out if you're, if yours was chosen and It would just be like a fun little game, right? So you can submit your title for the one fill in the blank at info at lauradudek.com. And I look forward to hearing all of your amazing titles that you have. So you're going to join me, right? October 18th, we are going to launch season two. You're not going to hear me for a little bit. It's going to be a little sad. I'm going to miss you. But just know that I'm working hard over here. keeping my mental sanity with a very active 15-month-old and building out a new course. You know, just lighthearted stuff. It's fun. So for the one who feels like she's failed, this topic came up to me when I actually was at School of the Prophets this past summer. So I did this incredible week-long intensive all about the prophetic and not only what it is to be a modern day prophet, but what is it to prophesy? Um, What is it to biblically prophesy? And so I did this course and about halfway through, honestly, I started hitting this wall. And in my journey, I think I've talked a little bit 
about it since I've gone to this conference, but I did not grow up with the Holy Spirit. I didn't grow up in a prophetic culture, in a gifts of the spirit culture, if you will. I was Bible teaching, leadership, that that was it, right? So this has all been street smarts, if you will. It's been diving into scripture and doing random courses and trainings, but I've never had this formal training to really fine tune that gift. And it's always just been by intuition, if you will. I've I've just known that the Holy Spirit is speaking and I've seen the fruit of it and known, okay, this is the Lord. But I've never actively pressed in, if you will, to quote unquote force a prophetic word. And by that I mean if the if I just didn't receive anything in the moment or feel anything, I didn't think that I could press in and ask for anything. And during this week, we did a couple of exercises to grow in our prophetic gift. So they would have, you know, it was on Zoom. So they would just say, okay, you know, ask the Lord for um, this person if they were to have a, a briefcase, right? And they had a, like, it was their superpower. You know, every superhero has a briefcase that when it opens up, there's there's a gift or there's a skill. There's some superpower that they can use as that superhero. And so they would say, you know, ask the Lord, what is this, what is their briefcase? What's in it? What's their gift or their skill? What What's their superpower that is unique for them? And doing it, honestly, was really uncomfortable. I, I didn't know how to how to do it because it felt forced and it felt like, oh, is this, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I doing it right? <laughs> That's the, you know, the achiever in me. Am I doing this right? And all the feedback I would get would be, oh, wow, wow. And then they wouldn't say anything. You know, and I'd hear them responding to other people, giving specific affirmations, you know, to confirm, oh, yeah, I feel this or I feel this. And they would just respond to me like, oh, wow. (laughs) I just, I really struggled because I felt like, am I missing the mark? And they're just trying to be polite. I mean, how am I so, quote unquote, right? Like I hit the nail on the head for all these people in my life, in my personal life and in my ministry. And then here I feel like I don't get any feedback or any confirmation, right? So I hit this huge wall and I felt like I failed. I felt like in all these mini tests, you know, quote unquote tests, that I was failing at each one of them. And it just showed that I only had street smarts prophetically and that uh, I I was a baby in my faith, even though I have a master's degree in divinity, and I've been to um, I, I've been to so many leadership trainings, and I have so much history of faith in leadership, especially in in church. And I just felt like in that moment, man, I am such a baby, and it was really disheartening for a brief second. And it just it went along with this very interesting part of my this past season and I was talking to a new friend of mine um, her name is Casey and she actually leads the 24 7 prayer room in Cleveland here she's an incredible woman of God and she just has one of those relationships with Jesus that it makes you crave Jesus even more because of how tangible he is to her and I was talking to her about this and it was like I feel like I don't hear the Lord like I used to and I thought that I was failing at, at some level because I wasn't 
hearing or seeing things that I normally do. And and she even said it was like, you usually see this movie playing out in front of you prophetically. And that's how you can give a word. Like you just see it playing out and that's the word. And I don't, I haven't had that. And it was interesting because as I'm talking about this season shift and how I'm not hearing the Lord like I used to, and I'm, is it because I'm failing or is it because I'm messing up? And I'm like, I feel like I'm taking more and more steps to guard my own life in this season. So that can't be it. And she affirmed it and she said the same thing. She was like, I feel like the exact same way. And she said, it feels like a new pair of shoes and they're just a little too big and you need to grow into them. And it really connected with me. And I honestly think that it set my heart free from a lot of shame that was connected to this feeling like I had failed. And it dawned on me again just this last week, this same message that maybe you need to hear that you're just growing into a new pair of shoes. And I think about this last couple of months, and I know so many women in my personal life who have had so much change. And it's not just little change, it's big change. It's moving across state lines, it's picking up ministry mantles, it's um, changing jobs or watching their spouses change jobs, it's (laughs) doing all of those things at once, it's relationship changes and marriage changes And there are all these huge moments that we don't know how to prepare our own hearts for. And in many ways, it feels like we failed. And in this past season, we've had to let go of so much. And that's where this, the Lord just kept pressing on my heart this past summer, like, let it go, let it go. All the things that have held you back, all of the mentalities and the anxieties and the mannerisms or the behaviors, the habits that you've been holding on to for so long, all these tethers of, of comfort, you have to let it go. And when we let go of things, it is so easy, especially as women, to feel like we failed. It's so easy to feel like, well, I should just be able to hold on to everything. As women, we want to hold things close. We want to be able to make it work. We want to be able to hold everything dear to us and just squeeze every ounce of purpose in life and and commitment into it, even though we know that the expiration date has passed. And I want to first tell you, because maybe no one has told you, that I am so proud of you for letting it go. I'm so proud of you for letting this season be what it is and to take God at at just face value of a yes and amen. Whatever you want me to do, I will shed it. I will let go of it. I will be faithful to it, to release it. But I feel like you just need to first and foremost hear that even the Father's heart of how proud he is of you because it's not easy. It's not easy to let things go when as women we are crafted to hold on tight. Because I feel like you've been the hardest critic on yourself. And you felt like, well, why couldn't I have just made it work? Why couldn't I have just squeezed more purpose or more life out of it? Why couldn't I have squeezed it into my schedule or jam-packed it into my calendar? Why couldn't I have made it happen? And you just wonder, like, why couldn't I have just kept it? 
And so because we feel like there's always more that we can do, like if we tried harder, if we applied more pressure, if we squeezed a little more, fought a little harder, we could have made it work. We feel like because there's always that question in our minds that we can't actually just step into the next season with freedom. And ultimately, we feel like we failed. Not, not that we are a failure, but that we failed because we couldn't hold on to it. But in seasons of letting go, the letting go is often because we've outgrown. We've outgrown that last season. And it's time to grow into what's next. I want you to hear this. You aren't a failure. You have not failed just because you're growing into the next season. This is a hinge moment, a hinge. I feel like it's going to be so brief of a moment, but it's going to feel like a brief moment, but it's actually going to be very expanded into this next like six months, a year. But you're in this really awkward transition where you've outgrown the last season. You've outgrown your your relationship or you've outgrown that job or you outgrew that area or that, that family relationship. You've outgrown those things. And now you're in this awkward transition of moving into the next thing. And you've, you've slapped this, I failed in the middle of it because you couldn't hold on to what was and go into what's going to be. I think about middle schoolers. That was the first thing that came to my mind. So I was in middle school ministry right out of college, actually at the tail end of college and then out of college. So I was a middle school ministry director and those kids are, oh my gosh, they're so hilarious. <laughs> the girls are the best because if you just like shower them with love, they will love you back. The boys are just crazy. They're just crazy, right? But I think about that awkward transition in middle school ministry. I would always chuckle because you'd have these eighth graders who were too cool for anything. Like if you tried to get them in small groups to talk about Jesus, it was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like they would give all this attitude and they did not want to be there. And it was funny because looking back, it's like as going into a, you know high school yourself in that transition, you're kind of just bracing yourself for them of like, yeah, you're a big fish in a small pound. But pretty soon, you're going to be a small fish in a big pond. And you're going to all of a sudden enter into this new season of high school. And it's going to be a transition. It's going to be a moment. And what's funny is that we give so much permission for middle schoolers and high schoolers, even elementary schoolers, right? Any of those big, those big shifts of seasons. And we give them permission to be awkward in the transition. We, we coach them and counsel them in the transition to say it's going to be hard and it's going to be different to wake up at different times, to get a different bus, to have a completely different set of, of schedules or teachers to have, you know, to be the small fish in a big pond, which is going to be very different from where you've been at. We give them permission to awkwardly stumble into that next season. And yet we don't do the same for ourselves when it's quite simple that they've only and solely just outgrown where they've been at. So it's very healthy for middle schoolers when they reach that age to transition into high school. They've outgrown middle school. Developmentally, they are now in high school. It's 
it's a season. It's, it makes sense. It's healthy. It's normal, quote unquote. And it's sad because as adults, we don't have those big transition moments. We don't have that, those phases where all of a sudden everyone has that pep talk for you of like, okay, here's the transition and this is going to change. You know, when you get married, when you have kids, but a lot of other moments in life, even with those things, people aren't giving you the rally of like, okay, you're going to get up at different hours in the day and here's how we're going to handle it. And, and, you know, rah, we got this, you know, (laughs) like I wish that we did. But I think that's why it makes these transition moments so hard because they're so obscure and because there's so many stereotypes and projections of the world onto these big transitions for our lives, even for the little transitions. And we don't know how to handle it, even though it's it's natural. And because we've just simply outgrown the last season. It's healthy for you to let go of things that the Lord has called you to let go of. And at the same time, you are growing into the next season, which means it doesn't quite fit yet. It's still a little awkward. It's still a little uncomfortable. There's still areas in your life that you need to develop and mature. There's rhythms and there's routines that are still feeling out of sorts, but you'll get there. You'll grow into it. Just like a middle schooler turned to high school, they're going to figure out their new rhythms. Sometimes it just takes a little time. I think about so many women and the stories like that are just running through my mind like a Rolodex of the, the women that I know that listen to the podcast and are in my life. And I just feel like you just need to give yourself some grace. There are so many women who are growing into a new pair of shoes. You're growing into a role that you've never had before. I think about one of my dearest friends who's been trying to figure out life as a single mom. There's so many presumptions about even just that, like single mom. And I just watching her grow into it, watching her own it, watching her become a single mom who is strong and healthy. It's just so incredible. I just feel like as women, we need to give ourselves grace to know that we've never been here before. We've never been in this season with This age of kids and with this type of career demand or this type of uh, even society's pressure on us now, we've never been here before. And so when we come to this moment of growing into a new season, we feel like we have to get it right. And then if we don't get it right, like not only are we a failure or failed because of what we, we had to let go of, but now we feel like we failed because we're not growing into the next thing very well. And it's just like that moment that I haven't had in the prophetic week. Feeling like oh, I'm in this awkward transition where I'm not hearing God like I used to, but I know I'm growing into what he has. I know I'm growing into this intentional way of hearing his voice and honing in my ears, my spiritual ears to, to hear and see what he's doing. And I feel like you're in that exact transition where you aren't where you were, but you're, you're growing into who you are becoming if that makes sense. 
And I just want you to give yourself grace. I think about King David and this moment in 1 Samuel 16 where he's called and he's anointed. He's, he has a prophet come and pick him out and anoint him to be the next king of Israel. And yet there's this weird transition where all of a sudden he is hired under Saul and he's Saul's armor bearer. And then he goes against Goliath and, and he's in this, you know, tending of sheep, you know, of, of sheep and caring for them in, in the wilderness. And there's like this awkward transition, right? To grow into the king that he will become. But in order to grow into the king that he had to become, he had to let go of who he was. And so first I want to say that letting go wasn't a failed attempt on your part. You did not fail. You were faithfully obedient. And if the Lord told you time is up, let it go. You needed to be faithful. And at the same time, you have permission to feel a little awkward growing into this next season. Because you're becoming the woman who God knows can handle this season. You're growing into this position. You're growing into this season. You're growing into new rhythms and into new grace. It's going to feel a little awkward, but it doesn't mean that you're not called. I love Jenna Zint. She did the Habit Lab. She actually has a new round coming up in October. So if you want to look uh, online, Jenna Zint, Z-I-N-T, you can follow her on Instagram. She has all this, all the information on there. And she talked about in this course, this bridge statement. And she said a lot of times when we're trying to rework our brain, we can't just say, oh, if you're a disorganized person, you can't just say I'm an organized person because your brain doesn't know how to compute that lie. Because if you're not organized, it knows that you're not organized. (laughs) So if you're a disorganized person and you try to say, I'm organized, I'm organized, your brain rejects it because it knows that it's not true. But your brain will accept this bridge statement that says, I am becoming an organized person. And that shift changed so much for me. And it's something that I've picked up again in the last couple of weeks that I'm becoming a proactive woman. I'm becoming organized. I'm becoming focused. And I've been saying this every time I go through my day and, and I'm just doing little things. Like if I'm, you know, changing and I just throw my, my clothes in the bed, like I used to do. And I kind of just leave it. Cause I would think I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do this. I would just think I'm becoming proactive and a proactive person would fold that and put it away. And it's changed the way that I'm growing. It changes my habits. It changes my daily decisions, my moment by moment decisions. And I just feel like you need to hear that today, that you are becoming who God has called you to become. You are becoming a woman who is developed and mature, a woman who knows the rhythms of this season and can live in those rhythms, but you're becoming that woman. And it may feel weird. It may feel like it doesn't fit you quite yet, but it doesn't mean that you're not called to it. It doesn't mean that there isn't grace for it. And it doesn't mean that God won't equip you when the equipping is needed. You are becoming that woman. You have not failed. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. 
And there is grace for you to grow. Give yourself some grace. Because you're not going to do this season perfectly. We're not going to do this season perfectly. I'm trying to figure out how to mother and lead a ministry with very little time. I've never been here before. And even taking it a mini sabbatical has been so hard because that failure trigger has gone off in my head of, well, you failed because you have to let go of it for a minute. You've, you failed because you can't be consistent and you can't just get a routine. And I've had to shift my mindset to think, no, I'm becoming a woman who knows my bandwidth. I'm becoming a woman who can steward the time that I have, whether it's with my son or in my ministry. I'm becoming a woman who makes wise decisions and who knows her limits. And it has been so liberating to think about myself in that perspective, to not think, oh, I have to let all these things go and therefore it's failure. But no, I'm actually becoming a really mature person who can say no to things and know that no for a season isn't no for a lifetime. And there isn't just this giant end button on things. I just want to release that over you today. You are becoming strong and steady and organized. You're becoming a woman who is resilient. You're becoming a great single mom. You're becoming a great wife. You're becoming a great author. You're becoming a great ministry leader. You are in the process of becoming. And there is grace. So I want to pray for you. Our last prayer for a little while. And then, yeah, we'll sign off. Okay. If this is for you, if this has blessed you, I would love to hear. Um, I would love to hear your story and even what the Lord has spoken to you through Wind in Your Sales summer and even, you know, what is going on this, this next fall. And if you want to submit your title, you can do that for the one fill in the blank info at lauradudak.com. And I'm going to pray. So if this is for you, I just, I just want you to, yeah, just take that, that deep breath. I just want you to imagine what that failed thing is in front of you. What do you feel like you failed at? I feel like there's a lot of narratives that are going on in your head right now. Of Like, I just feel like I should have been able to make that work. I should have been able to fit it in my schedule. I should have been able to prioritize it. I should have been able to squeeze it into my life or to have enough emotional energy or physical energy. And there's a lot of shoulds that are going on in your head right now. And that's, it's crushing your heart. It's, it's literally sucking the life out of you. And I just feel like it's almost like this raisin that your heart feels like all of these shoulds of this letting go in the letting go was supposed to be liberating. It was supposed to be this release of stress, 
but instead it caused this weird implosion on your heart where now you just feel terrible and now you feel like you failed. And, and so it's not just like you're walking into this next season, happy go lucky and joyful and light. Now you just feel like, well, I couldn't even handle what was. So how am I supposed to handle what is, how am I supposed to handle what's next? I just feel like the Lord is just so pleased with your faithfulness to hear his voice and to say yes to it regardless, regardless of the outcome of how you feel or how someone else feels. But just the fact that you wholeheartedly said yes to his will, to his invitation is is this beautiful um, rich reward. Lord, I thank you so much for this woman. I thank you that she is faithful. I thank you that she is courageous at the same time, that she has literally let go of things, has pondered letting go of things. And she's standing in this exposed, I, I know for me in the last couple of weeks just felt almost like you're, you've gotten rid of a lot of clothes and then you walk out into a snowstorm and you're like, I'm now just cold. I'm, <laughs> I haven't gone into this, you know, next heated building yet. So I'm just in this weird transition and I'm feeling really exposed to the, to the environments, to the elements. And I have this like awkwardness about myself. And I just feel like you're there where you're like, I've let go of a lot, but I don't know what's next. Like, I don't know what's actually going to clothe me in this next season. And I just feel like, Lord, your grace is enough. Like your grace is covering her and it's, she is not to be ashamed or she's not, she doesn't have to feel ashamed. She doesn't have to feel vulnerable and exposed in a negative way, but she can feel light and she can feel airy Lord, knowing that she has said yes to you. And in that there is, there is, um, yeah, this reward of obedience And Lord, I just thank you that you are a covering, that your grace covers when we feel the most vulnerable and the most exposed. I thank you, Jesus, that you are her covering and that you are her protector. You are her provider. Lord, I thank you that she is growing into this beautiful woman of God. Father, I pray that you would I just feel like it's like count your steps, like she, that you would count her steps and that you would bless each step as she matures and grows, as she figures out this next season, Lord. We pray that even in the wonkiness of the dance step, Lord, that you would be with her and that you would even give her the ability to laugh off mistakes or to laugh off quirky parts of this new season, Lord. I pray that you would just give her this joy that comes out of nowhere, this ability to embrace what is. Um, just because it is like there's nothing you can do about it. It's weird. It's awkward. It's a little bit jarring at times. But I pray that you just give her this beautiful steadfastness and this ease to go with the motion of the ship. Like you just literally as each wave comes, you just go with it. And so, Lord, we just bless her with this ability to go with the wind and the waves. And that's just, yeah, the wind and the waves. It's just funny. The wind in her sails. Lord, I thank you that she is just going where you are going and you are blessing her, Lord, with vision. You are blessing her with strategy. You're blessing her with your presence or with your spirit that just that is literally surrounding her. Lord, I pray that you would bless her hands um, and her head. Lord, I pray that you bless her heart heart and her feet, that you bless the work of her hands and the work of her heart, Lord. I pray that the hard heart work in a season would be so fruitful, Lord. 
that you'd be casting off and, and even just like doing this heart surgery to eradicate this, this fear of, of, um, failing Lord, that you would just like a surgeon, like a gentle surgeon, Lord, get to the root of where this comes from. And you would do that, that, yeah, that, um, recovery on her Lord, pray that you would show her where that comes from so she can root it out, Lord, and that she never has to deal with this again, that she will never question if she's failed, but that she would have this just ability to look at you and know, I've done what you've called me to do, Lord. I have heard you so clearly, and I know that I'm walking in faith. Lord, we pray that you would solidify this part of her identity, that she is not a failure. She has not failed when she's walking obediently with you. Father, I pray that you would cover her family and her work. We pray that you would cover her car as she comes and goes. I pray that you would bless her grocery shopping and her working out. Father, I pray that she that you would bless meetings that she's a part of, impossible promotions. We pray that you would bless the, the meetings that she is just a participant in, Lord, that you would bless the, the church services that she goes to and the volunteer programs that she's a part of. Lord, everything that her hand touches, Lord, I pray that it would be fruitful and it would be blessed and she'd be able to give other people the gift of grace, that they too can grow grow into this next season and they are not held to the standard of the last season, but they're actually held to this beautiful invitation of what is to become, that they are becoming that person. So Lord, I just pray that you'd bless her with this gift of becoming and embracing what is and what will be. It sounds really funny, but we just thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that, that Lord, you are the yes and amen. When you've called us to it, you will help us through it. We just pray that you would release grace for that very tangible reality in our lives. Because when you have called us to either let things go or step into other things, there is a supernatural grace to believe that you sustain us through it. Father, we pray that for this woman, you would lock eyes with her. That you would constantly remind her that I am proud of you. You are loved. You have not failed when you're stepping out and learning something new. You have not failed. Even if you got the dance step wrong. Because next time we're going to get it. You just bless the journey that she is on, Lord. You know that the wind has gotten in her sails, Lord. She's on this beautiful journey to this new place. And we can't wait to see what you have next. We thank you, Jesus. We just pray all of this in your mighty name. Amen. So that was for the one who feels like she's failed. I pray that it blessed you. I pray that it encouraged you. And yeah, got some tears on that one. But I just want to remind you once again, So we're going to take a brief hiatus. It is not a failure. It is me becoming a woman who knows her bandwidth, knows her priorities, knows what a girl can handle in this season. And But I will see you again on October 18th. We are launching a new season. So make sure you submit your titles for the one fill in the blank info at lauradudak.com and you can also tune in on October 18th to hear the other special little 
twist that we'll have for this new season. I'm so excited about it. Okay. I love you all. If you would leave a review, you can you can do that Apple Podcasts or any of the platforms, I believe. You can rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend. If this wasn't for you, but you know who it's for, send it along along their way. And I would, you know, pray that we can find the one that they needs to hear this. So with that, closing out season one, it has been a joy and honor. I am just so excited for what God has next. And I am, yeah, just blown away by this season. I love you all so much. I love you so much for listening, for giving me a bandwidth in your heart and your ears. And I just pray that you are encouraged today. You are not a failure. You have not failed. You are becoming a woman who can handle what is next. And I'm praying a blessing over you continually. I love you. And I will talk to you again on October 18th. Bye.